Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and minds be pleasing to you, O Lord. Amen. We've come to All Saint Sunday, one of those high festival days of the year, and um, it's, it's, it's white on All Saints Day. Um, we would, you know, if I, if I had a stole, I would, it would be a white stole I would be wearing today. It's one of the high, high feast days. It's, it's you know, technically the name is the Feast of All Saints. And we would have a communion if it were not for um, a pandemic and if there were a safe way to do it. Um, but remember today when you go home for lunch, when you have your midday meal, dinner, lunch, whatever you call it, wherever you, you are in life, um, that you've come to the table, you are gathered around the table with millions, billions of others from all time to celebrate the one who is the victor over everything in this world. All Saints Day um, came first. And then after All Saints Day, we invented this holiday called Halloween, which is this night when all the ghouls and the demons and, and the bad things, all Hallows Eve, when they all come out and cause trouble. And we let them do it because we know what happens on All Saints Day. Because we know that we hear of all of our loved ones who've gone on ahead of us, who have died. And we know that we will be there too. They're all together celebrating the victory of the Lamb. And they are worshiping Jesus together. So we have a little bit of fun and frivolity. We walk around, we say trick or treat and in a more normal year. You get all dressed up, and, and now it's often um, superheroes that people dress up as, as kids dress up as, or princesses, or, or some other um, thing from, from broader culture, from popular culture. But back in the day, people would you know, dress up as little goblins and ghouls and run around and try to scare people all in a reminder that Christ has ultimate victory over all the things that happen in this world. Today we remember that all of us and all of our loved ones who've gone on ahead of us have been made pure by God's blood. Today, we remember our loved ones who have died. We remember them. We put them back into our lives. Remember how they have shaped us and formed us. We remember this day who we are. 
and whose we are. After a night of celebration of weird, dark things happening that maybe aren't so neat and fun and festive, today we remember that we belong to God. And there's nothing in this world that can separate us from God. But there's something interesting about this passage, about this book of Revelation, this this letter that John writes of this vision he has, this, this revealing, this revelation, this apocalypse. And that interesting thing is time. Because John has this vision not necessarily of something that's going to happen in the future. He has a vision of something that's happening right now. And this is a very biblical idea, right? Because when we read stories of the people of Israel wandering in the wilderness we find ourselves walking in the wilderness with them. When we hear stories at um, the story of Christ's death and resurrection, we often sing a song on Good Friday, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? And we are able to bring ourselves back into that place. This is what stories do. But biblical time is interesting because the past, the past, the future, and the present all come together in the same space. See, we often try to use time to order things. We have clocks that are broken up into to 12 numbers as the dials go around and we, we schedule our lives based on these clocks. And then we use calendars, um, which look a whole lot like um, our city streets that are, are laid out, right? They're, they're all on a grid. If you look at a city from up top, it's, it could look a lot like a calendar. You say, I live on Wednesday, the first week. That's where I live. That's the block I live on, for example. We use time to order our lives. But oftentimes, time ends up ordering us. Whether it be we need to get home in time to watch something on television, or we need to get someplace else on time to celebrate this thing, or we need to get to grandma and grandpa's on time so we can enjoy Thanksgiving meal. Or maybe, when we're attentive enough to it, the time of the church year orders us.
See, we're here today to celebrate All Saints Day, to remember those who've gone on ahead of us. But this is also a time in the church year when we remember who is the ultimate victor over everything in this world. And we're going to spend the rest up through Thanksgiving, basically. We're going to spend the rest of this month in this time of remembering who wins in the end. And what we often fashion as a great cosmic battle, but it's an unfair cosmic battle because we know that God wins. We know that love is going to win, that love has already won. That's what this story tells us. This is a vision of something that will happen, that has happened, and is happening. And when we gather here in this place, that's what we're doing. We are participating in this vision. This is what worship is. These hymns that show up in Revelation are the most sung hymns in the church, in, from the Bible that we sing in the church, if you go, ever go to a church that's got some, like a Lutheran or a Catholic church that has some higher liturgy or an Episcopalian church, they will sing these hymns every week. So we come to worship to participate in this reality of God's victory over all the hardship in this world. We come to this worship space to let go of our ego, to cast our crowns before God and become lost in wonder, love, and praise. Right now, in this time, early in the morning on the first day of the week. This space here, this space of time, this space of place, is a foretaste of what life will be, of what life could be. The joy, the closeness we feel to God, or that we can feel to God in the worship space, is something that we can feel throughout our lives every day. We have a chance to cultivate this, to let this grow in our lives. Those are, these are the works of mercy and and piety that we've been talking about the last few weeks. When we take time to rest from what we think is so important and tend to what God would have us do, when we take time to participate in these works of perhaps visiting the sick 
and those in prison are being in touch with them or writing them letters or calling them up on the phone. That sharing God's love, which we've experienced with others and allows each of us to experience God's love in new and different ways as we're sharing God's love. This reality that we see in our reading from Revelation today is extant now. It's going on right now. Heaven, God's reign, comes on earth as it is in heaven. We will cast our crowns before God. And we can do that right now as we are lost in wonder, love, and praise. Amen.